Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are recapping week 16, previewing week 17 in the NFL, as well as uh, talking about MVP, who it should be. And we look ahead to 2024 to let you know what's coming up for the Sports Stove Podcast and all the different Sports Stove Podcasts. That'll be out there as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, the final Sports Stove Podcast of the 2023 season. And uh, we sure thank you for joining us today. We are presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. It's time for you to join the taste revolution at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase and uh, I've got some of my favorite flavors now presented behind me on the shelves. And uh, love Righteous Felon Jerky. Looking forward to what's ahead and our partnership with them as well. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined as I am every Wednesday by my dad, Dale Stover. Hey, Dad, how you doing? Good, doing good. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, Merry Christmas, I assume. Everything go well? Yes, yes, it did. Had a good Christmas, and I'm, I'm sure you guys did. And, um, yep, New Year's the next thing on the agenda, and a lot of exciting things coming up in the new year. Yeah, yeah, we had a, uh, a relaxing Christmas this year. Of course, you and Mom will be down later this week, so we'll get to see you guys for a couple hours as well, which will be fun. And then, yes, New Year's uh, Monday, well, I guess Sunday night is New Year's Eve, and uh, we break in the new year. 2024 is just around the bend. And uh, so looking forward to that. We'll talk more about that later on in the program. But today we are going to be heavily invested into the NFL because there is plenty of things going on <laughs> in the NFL. Uh, let's start with the standings and the situation that we're currently sitting at uh, in the National Football League in the uh, AFC. A couple teams have clinched. Miami, Baltimore have clinched. They're the only two teams in the AFC that have officially clinched a playoff spot. 
um, which is wild. Baltimore sits in the number one spot, and that's because they won this week against San Francisco. They hold the number one spot uh, in the AFC as well as in the league, and uh, and they have their they hold their own destiny, Dad. Everything's in their hands for getting that one seed, the playoff buy, and a home field advantage throughout. But um, that's not as surprising as the Cleveland Browns being ten and five with the third best record in the AFC with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. Um, I saw someone put out on Twitter all the players they're missing. Um, starting quarterback, backup quarterback, starting running back, starting offensive uh, left tackle, starting right tackle, starting guard, and just the list goes on with all the injuries Cleveland has had yet. Dad, they said a 10-5. and five. I don't believe in Cleveland. We've talked about them a little bit. Their defense is phenomenal, so I guess that always keeps them in games. But I just I still wouldn't pick Cleveland over Kansas City, but yet they have a better record than Kansas City. What do we make of the Cleveland Browns? Well, again, I you know I've said from the beginning I thought Cleveland would have a good year. And of course, I didn't know about some of the injuries, and um, you know especially when Chubb got hurt early. But uh, you know Cleveland's got a good defense. Um, I think they have a good coach, and you know they've they've stayed together. You know they don't give up the defense. You know a, gr- a great a great defense can always keep you in games, and they've been able to do that. Uh, Cleveland is a place that's hard to play at as far as, you know, home field advantage is concerned. Uh, there are places going to have weather when the weather gets bad, like a few other places do. And um, they seem to use all that. Of course, they have great energy at their stadium um, when they're at home. And again, but they've been able to go on the road and the defense, you know, um, they're just not intimidated by anyone, and uh, they play hard. Again, I I really don't think they'd be a team you'd be looking at to be in the Super Bowl, uh, but it is surprising they're as high as they are, and they've stayed in there. You know, we said from the beginning that division was going to be a tough division, and it, yeah. it is going to be. There's going to be several teams from there uh, in the playoffs, not all four, but um, they're all going to be in contention until oh. the last week. Yeah, right now, if you look at Miami, Baltimore, Kansas City, um, Cleveland, and Buffalo in, that leaves two spots left. And fighting for those two spots, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, um, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston. Now, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, one of them is going to win the division. All right, so they're going to be in the playoffs. But they're all tied at 8-7 and seven right now. And then Vegas and Denver are sitting there at 7-8 and eight right behind them. Um, it's wild. Pittsburgh is down to their third-string quarterback. Cincinnati's to their second-string quarterback. Jacksonville has been a massive disappointment. Indianapolis, backup quarterback. Houston's been surviving on a backup quarterback. Um, Vegas and Denver, I mean, these teams should not even be in the hunt right now. And yet, here they sit. I'm right in it. Let's talk AFC South, Dad. Jacksonville has had so many opportunities to run away with this division. They're on a four-game losing streak, and Indianapolis and Houston could have taken the lead. They both lost this week as well. Um, who's going to come out of the AFC South as the division champion? Um, I think there's a good chance it'll be Houston. Um, actually, Jacksonville, you know, should. But, um, you know, they're not playing well now, uh, no doubt about it. Indianapolis, I mean, I think Houston's the better team. 
Um, and at least they are right now, especially if they get Stroud back. I don't know if he's coming back this week or not. But um, once he's back, I, I think they should be in the driver's seat. But, again, you know, it's funny. We talk about all this, and there's only two games left. Right. So, you know, anything can really happen with two games left, no doubt about it. Yeah. Now, the Jaguars, they don't play either of those teams. They got the Carolina this week and Tennessee next week. They should win both of those. Will they? That's the question mark. The Colts have the Raiders, and they close the year with the Texans, and the Texans this week have the Titans, and, of course, close out with the Colts. Um, so, I mean, Indiana, or Jacksonville should still be in the driver's seat here, but that being said, um, man, I don't know. Uh, Indianapolis has the best offense statistically out of those three. Um, Houston has the best defense statistically out of those three and Jacksonville's right in the middle of it all. So, uh, man, just such a disappointment though, in Jacksonville this year, they, they should be at least 10 wins and they might get the 10 wins or they should already be at 10 wins in my opinion. Um, and they've really dropped the ball this year, Kansas city, another team, they're going to win their division, but it, it, it will not come as easily as everyone thought it should. They're nine and six. They're two games up on Vegas and Denver. There's no way they're going to lose these last two games. Um, they got Cincinnati and the Chargers to close out the season. Um, are, are you worried about Kansas City, Dad? Like, do you look at them as a legit Super Bowl threat? Um, well, not right now. I mean, the way they're playing right now, they didn't, you know, they're not. But when you look at the talent they have, you look at the coaching they have, um, you know, you get them into the playoffs. Now, again, Kansas City, you know, is always especially tough at home. And um, they, they'll probably have the first game at home, but then they may not have any more after that. And that could be a big that could be a big factor with the Chiefs. So mm -hmm. now, again, I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes. So, sure, they can rally quick, but they're having a little bit of trouble um, internally, just as far as everybody staying together and on the same page. Um, and that's not really what you want at this time of the year. And some of the other teams in the AFC, I think, are are better at that as far as being together right now. Yeah. I mean, their their skill isn't as good as you'd think. I mean, you you got you got Mahomes, so that's that's a big plus. You've got Kelsey, that's a pretty big plus. Pacheco's been solid at running back, but the rest of those receivers, I mean, Rashid Rice, I guess, has been decent this year, but they just they don't have that go-to wide receiver this year. Um, and that hurts them. The, the offensive line looks so bad against the Raiders. I mean, Mahomes was running like a chicken with his head cut off the entire game against the Raiders this week. So that's that's a tough one um, to see for sure. In the NFC, though, Dad, uh, a couple more teams have clinched. Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco, and Detroit have all clinched. Um, San Francisco, Detroit, and Philadelphia have the same record. So they're still fighting for the one seed overall. Um, who do you think is going to get the one seed in the NFC? Um, I think it'll be San Francisco. Um, I think that's who it will end up. But again, you know, you, you, you don't know that at this point. So um, we will, we will see. I think that's the better. I, I, I think that's the better choice at this point. Um Philadelphia has been really up and down. So, you know, I don't know. Will they do it? I don't think Detroit will be the number one seed. That would really shock me. But, um, <laughs> you, know, you know, you you never know. So, um, I, I, I would think San Francisco is. Yeah, I think it's going to be Philly, Dad. Um, 
They've got Arizona this week and the Giants the the last week. San Francisco has Washington this week and the Rams the last week. Um, the Rams could upset the 49ers, and uh, so that's why I'm saying Philadelphia. Dallas technically could still eke up there, but it would be pretty hard for them to do so. Um, Detroit, on the other hand, they play Dallas this week and Minnesota the final week. Um, I, I would be I would be floored if the Lions get the number one seed um, overall. It is, of course, possible. Um, the Cowboys are in. Then the other teams fighting. Well, you got the NFC South. Tampa leads by a game right now. I've been telling you all season, Tampa's the team to watch in the NFC South. Um, they're on a four-game win streak, by the way. Um, so Tampa's in the lead in the South. Uh, then you've got the Rams and the Seahawks at eight and seven. And then you've got the Vikings, the Packers, the Falcons, and the Saints at seven and eight. All other teams have been eliminated, Carolina, Arizona, Washington, and the Giants um, as well. Um, sticking with the South, Dad, Tampa with a one-game lead, is that enough for them to finish off the year? Um, yeah, they're in a good sh- good shape with the one-game lead. Now, they play New Orleans yet, though, correct? They play them this week, yeah. Yeah, so that that you know uh, that gives New Orleans a shot to get back in it. Um, so, but Tampa, you know, being at this point with a one-game lead, that's in a good spot with two games left. Uh, but that division's been crazy um, all year, so I don't think you can count Atlanta or anybody out of it necessarily. But Tampa's definitely been playing good football the last few weeks. Yeah, it's been crazy bad all year. Um, Green Bay, we're Packer fans. Does Green Bay uh, win out and make the playoffs? Um, I think there's a good chance they can win out. Hopefully that will get them in the playoffs. They're going to need some help, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, the Rams and the, the Seahawks um, losing. And then they, they will have to win out. And, um, you know, the way they – you and I have talked about it, the way they played last week, they won't win out. But I think – I, I think they're going to definitely regroup um, um, internally. They've had a lot of things going on this week, and I think in some ways that will help them with their focus and everything um, on the game. And both teams are teams they can beat, um, but we've lost to a lot of teams we could have beat this year. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Definitely the offense is playing better. Defense is the key, and um, you know we'll see. And the Packers hold the tiebreaker over the Rams, which could be crucial come down to the end because if Seattle wins out um, and the Rams lose to San Francisco and the Packers win out, the Packers would have the tiebreaker over the Rams to make it in. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. They do not have the tiebreaker over Atlanta. Um, Correct. Is that right? Yeah, lost to Atlanta. So Atlanta's got the tiebreaker there and lost to New Orleans, right? No, we beat New Orleans, so we have the tiebreaker there. And from what I understand, I've, I've read where we have the tiebreaker over Seattle also if okay. we're tied with them. So Atlanta is the one that we would lose out with the tiebreaker um, where, like you said, we beat the Rams and we yeah. beat the Saints. And I don't remember how, but I've, I've heard very emphatically that we have the tiebreaker over Seattle. Okay, but Seattle does have the game lead over us right now. Okay, yes. um, Packers suspend Jair Alexander for a game because he uh, was not a captain, yet went out with the captains and called the coin toss. Um, so a little fit of rebellion from Jair Alexander. Um, 
do we make anything of this or do we just move on? Um, well, I, I, again, this kind of happened late in the afternoon with the suspension. So I have listened to a couple um, interviews since then. And um, I, I, you know, I, I think it'll be fine. You know, they're expecting him to come back next week. They had a big talk today. Um, again, you know, this is a game they could have used him. Um, if his mind would have been right, he'd be a guy that would really be a big deal on Jefferson, but he's not there. I think the team's going to rally because of this. I think this will help um, move away from some of the distractions um, and really be focused on uh, winning this game and uh, the shot to get into playoffs. Um, and I think Alexander, the hope is he'll come back better from this. And it sounds like that that may be the case. So. Um, yeah, we, we, we will see. They needed to do something. I think this was definitely the right thing to do. Things were just about to totally come apart there. And um, I think the fact that they, you know, they did this, um, you know, was definitely the right thing. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know, Dad. This is a bad look. Uh, it's a bad look for Alexander. It's a bad look for the team. Um, I, I'm interested to see how this one shakes out. Um, the Tommy DeVito story is over. Tyrod Taylor will get the starting job in New York. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, Russell Wilson is getting benched for Jared Stidham. Um, the original story was, Hey, it has to do with money and him not getting hurt. Uh, it seems to me like maybe Russell Wilson's time as a starting quarterback in Denver may have come to an end, uh, here in this season. And we may not see him back as the starting quarterback in Denver next year. Any thoughts on the Russell Wilson experiment in Denver? Yeah, it looks like it has ended. If they make a move here uh, this week, you know, which it looks like they're going to do, then um, yeah, I think the handwriting's on the wall there. Um, I, you know, I you would think Russell Wilson can still play good football, so maybe he just needs to get in the right spot. And um, Denver, you know, obviously has not turned out. Um, you know, to be the right spot. Thought it probably would be when Peyton became the coach, but, um, you know, that has not been the case. And if he gets benched this week, then, um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't see them moving forward or him wanting to move forward with that situation. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one throughout the offseason, of course, as well. All right, let's get into Week 17, Dad. There's going to be a lot on the line in Week 17. The Packers, by the way, uh, are flexed to Sunday night, so they're they're the Sunday night game. Uh, are yeah. they flexed to Sunday night, or were they already in Sunday night? They're what they are Sunday night. Okay, yeah. Well, they weren't. They didn't get flexed there. Um, they did not get flexed. They were scheduled for that. People thought they might, but they did not flex that game. So it's yeah. still the Vikings and the Packers. For some reason, I was thinking there was another game scheduled on Sunday night, not the Packer game, but it was in the anyways. No. Um, no. All right. So there's no Monday night game now. Um, so we're doing Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Yeah. Technically the Monday night game got moved to Saturday. Um, oh, is that what happened? I think ABC has that because of the college, you know, college, oh, okay. yeah, college football bowls. So technically, um, the game on Saturday would be the Monday night game. Yes, but it's on Saturday. So we're going to call it the Saturday night game Yep, and then, and then we'll pick three other games as well. <laughs> we pick six every week. Dad has pulled into the lead and holds a comfortable lead now in our picks throughout the year. Uh, but let's get started with Thursday night's game, Dad. Cleveland is at home 
They are facing the New York Jets, and they are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home, according to what we're using as runyourpool.com. There are um, other lines out there, actually seven-and-a-half in some places. So, Dad, uh, we're picking Cleveland, New York, six-and-a-half-point spread, uh, Cleveland at home. How are you feeling about Thursday night? Uh, yeah, I definitely take Cleveland at home, um, no doubt about that. Again, the Jets, you know, uh, surprised me in one one, but um, you know they barely held on. That was quite a game. It looked like they had Washington just put away on. Next thing you know, they had to win on a last second field goal. So um, again, with the defense that Cleveland's got and being all they have on the line at home, um, I, I think you know. I mean, I wish the line was a little less, but I think six and a half. Um, Cleveland should be able to easily handle that. Yeah, I mean, this is where I get scared because I I know Cleveland's defense is good, so I don't expect the Jets to put up a whole lot of points. Um, you know, but the Jets' defense isn't horrible, so can they can they hold Cleveland? You know, I don't trust Cleveland yet. I'm going to pick Cleveland also. Um, I mean, this here's the other thing, Dad. Expectation when you have no expectations, it's easy to play, but now Cleveland is starting to gain expectation. Now people are saying. I, mean, I heard people talking about they could win home field advantage, which would be nearly impossible, but it's still technically possible. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm sitting there going, if people start expecting Cleveland to be good, that's when we start to see Cleveland go the wrong direction probably. But I'm going to go with Cleveland this week. Um, six and a half point favorites at home. Uh, if it was in New York, I, I'd probably pick the Jets, but I'm going to go with Cleveland this week. Saturday night, the Dallas Cowboys the 10 and 5 Dallas Cowboys, undefeated, I think still at home, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, let me double check that real quick. Dallas Cowboys, yes, still undefeated at home. Um, they face off against the Detroit Lions, um, the NFC North champions. Uh, Dallas is five and a half point favorites at home this week. How do you feel about this one? Um, again, I, I think you have to go with Dallas being at home. Um, they've been real up and down, but again, I'm not convinced that Detroit is as good. You know, they're probably as good as their record and they do have something to play for, I guess, what they could get, um, in the, you know, number one seed, but they've won their division. And I think they're still a little, you know, dreary over that. Um, excited about, you know, they're the, they're the NFC North champs. And um, uh, Detroit will really surprise me if they go in there and win this one. So I think Dallas, um, Dallas, you know, again, has a lot to play for also. And being at home, um, again, was it five and a half? But, um, you know, Dallas should be able to handle that. So we'll see. Yeah, in the Lions' last seven games, they've only had one win that was dominant. That was against Denver, 42 to 17. Going back, they beat uh, the Chargers by three points uh, November 12th. They beat the Bears by five points November 19th. The Packers beat them by seven. Uh, the Lions beat the Saints by five points. Uh, yeah, five points on December 3rd. The Bears blew out the Lions on December 10th. Um, and the Lions barely beat the Vikings this last week. I do not trust the Lions. Um, as I always say, the Lions will lion. And so that's what we're waiting for them to do. I've got Dallas this week as well, five and a half points. Again, being at home makes a world of, of comfort here with Dallas as well. Um, so I'm going to go with Dallas also. 
Uh, Sunday night, Dad, is the Minnesota Vikings hosting Green Bay. Both these teams at 7-8. and eight. Um, Minnesota has not named a starter at quarterback yet for this week, and yet they are still one-and-a-half-point favorites at home over Green Bay. How do you think this one shakes out? Well, I mean, playing at Minnesota will be a real test for Jordan Love because there will be a lot of noise there and a lot going on. Um, but I, the big thing, I think, with Minnesota this week is they lost Hawkinson. Um, I, th- that's going to be a big thing there. Again, you know, Green Bay has got to be able to play defense. They've not been able to do that for four quarters in a game in quite a while. Um, but you know, you know, again, they've got a couple of really good wide receivers. Addison's been very good. Um, but you know, the, the key is going to be defensive pressure. The quarterback's not going to get the ball to those guys. You know, they've thrown a lot of interceptions lately. I, I think I heard today where they have the second most interceptions, um, you know, maybe in the league. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot there. Um, Green Bay definitely can beat them if Green Bay plays their game. Um, they can actually beat them kind of handily, but I don't know, you know, uh, the way the way the Packers have played, it's it, it's definitely going to be a scary game there. Minnesota's got a chance to get in the playoffs, and um, so they're both fighting for the same thing. But um, I, I'll pick the Packers to rebound in this one and win this one and have a shot the last week. The Vikings are only two and five at home this year, Dad. Um, the quarterback situation is not good. They've got they're just banged up um, in a lot of different levels. Excuse me. I'm going to go Green Bay also at one and a half. I think at this point in the season, they're the better team um, and they should be able to win that game. So I'm going to go to the Green Bay as well. So far, we've all picked the same teams. Let's get into our three random games of the week, Dad. Who's your fourth game of the week that you picked? I will take Houston. They're a three and a half point favorite over Tennessee. Um, Tennessee, you just never know. They've surprised a lot of teams, but Houston's got a lot on the line here and, uh, it's at home. And so I'm going to go with Houston three and a half to be able to beat the Titans. Yeah. I, Houston, if, if I knew CJ Stroud was going to play, I'd feel a little better about it. Um, Tennessee is one of those teams that can be really annoying this time of year and win some games that you don't expect them to win. So, um, I'm, I did, I stayed away from this game. I would have picked Houston had I picked it though. Um, but man, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to win the AFC South. And, uh, so I was afraid, afraid to pick that game. Uh, dad, the only underdog I took other than green Bay this week is the new England Patriots. Um, they're 11 and a half point dogs to Buffalo. Buffalo needs this game more than anything, but Bill Belichick has a way of just really annoying people. Um, I don't think New England's any good. I don't think they win this game, but I got a feeling this game is going to be closer than it should be. So I'm going to go New England at 11 and a half point underdogs this week at Buffalo. What are your thoughts on that game? Um, again, Buffalo, you know, Buffalo should win this one without any problem, whether they'll cover or not. Um, I don't know, but they're in a spot where they're back in the playoffs and you're right. I mean, Belichick, you know, Patriots can be one of those strange teams that give people trouble, but, um, you know, Buffalo should win this one. All right. Who is your fifth game of the week? I'm going to take my, my last two games. I'm going to take underdogs. Uh, this one may just be because I need this team to win, but I've watched them play a lot and I'm going to take Pittsburgh as the underdog 
over Seattle. Um, I've watched the Steelers. We get the Steeler games a lot here in Ohio, and they really have a good defense. Um, Seattle does not, you know, they've got some weapons, but um, and it's in Seattle, but Pittsburgh, you know, their defense knows how to play. And um, I think they'll win the game. They definitely have three and a half. They can cover and keep it within a field goal. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh as the underdog uh, at Seattle. Well, Dad, I'm glad you said that. Uh, Kevin Wilson's not. But I'm glad you said that because I'm going to pick Seattle uh, three and a half point favorites in that game over Pittsburgh. Um, I think Seattle's a playoff team, Dad. I, I don't. I don't love their future prospects as the quarterback situation there is not what it needs to be. Uh, but I, I like Seattle this week. I do not trust Pittsburgh. I'm not sure that Pittsburgh or Cincinnati will make the playoffs. Um, now, Mike Tomlin's about to get an extension, they're saying. But I, I'm not going to take Mason Rudolph over a Seattle team that's been playing pretty solid and has gotten healthier in the last couple of weeks. Kenneth Walker returning. Um, so I'm going to go opposite of you on that one, Dad, and uh, I'll go Seattle in that game. Um, who's your last game of the week? Well, I'm going to take an underdog here. I don't know that they'll win, but I think they can. I think they can cover, and this will probably be a surprise. Um, and I don't know that they'll make the playoffs, but I think they're going to stay in the hunt. I'm going to take the Bengals as an underdog in Kansas City, uh, seven and a half. Um, Kansas City is struggling right now. And even being at home has not been totally the answer for them. I don't know that the Bengals will win this one, but I think they can come come closer, you know, uh, than seven and a half. And um, they definitely can't look past the Bengals here. And the Bengals are still going to be fighting for a playoff spot. I don't know that they're going to get one. But um, as I looked at all the games, you know, again, I've had good luck with picking underdogs. And my gut said, let's take Cincinnati. Uh, to cover here, man, Kansas city needs this game so bad. Um, and obviously the Bengals do too, but no one thinks the Bengals will win the super bowl. Not even the Bengals think they can win the super bowl with Jake Browning as their quarterback. The chiefs have to figure out what's been wrong and they've got to get it right. And I just think they're going to. And, uh, and so I would stay away from that game. I, I don't know that I'd be surprised if Cincinnati covers, I would be surprised if Cincinnati wins. Um, Kansas city is, they, they are in desperation mode right now. And I think they have the coaching staff that can get it back on, on page to some degree. So I stayed away from that one, dad, my last game, I'm going to go with Baltimore three and a half point favorites at home over Miami. This should be one of the best games of the week. Um, Miami is legit. Uh, Tua has come out and played really good football this year. Waddle and Hill have been solid. Mostert has been amazing. Um, but dad, Baltimore is the number one seed and they're, they're playing to hold on to it and they're at home. They should win by more than a field goal. So I'm going to go Baltimore this week. Uh, what do you think about that game? Um, I, this, this will be quite a game to watch because uh, again, I'm, I like Baltimore and I think, um, I think there's a good chance they can hang on. But again, the, you know, the dolphins have played well. So as far as picking the games, I kind of stayed away from this one, but, um, you know, I, I would expect Baltimore uh, to win it. But again, um, I, I, you know, you know, Baltimore's had little glitches here and there. And um, Miami's a team that's going to put points up or can put points up. But defense, you know, they've got a great defense. You know, Baltimore does too. Um, so, you know, we, we will see. 
Um, I probably would pick Baltimore if I was picking it, but uh, that one's a little close for me. I was surprised to see this as a one o'clock game. Um, <laughs> I was really surprised to see yeah. it as a one o'clock game. The four thirty games for CBS are Cincinnati, Kansas City, and the Chargers versus the Broncos. Uh, must watch. No, 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 no. Can't watch TV on those games. Um, so I was surprised, but that's obviously the key game on CBS uh, this week. And uh, I mean, I don't know how that game is not at 430. But anyways, what does it matter? I suppose. Um, let's look at the rest of the games this week. Indianapolis hosts Las Vegas, dad. Um, again, both teams still in the playoff race. Uh, backup quarterbacks, everything going on in Indianapolis and Las Vegas. Vegas is maybe trying to play to keep their coach around. Who knows? Um, how do you think the game goes? Indian at, Indianapolis at home, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, if I would have picked this one, I would have picked the Raiders. Uh, they, they're rolling right now. Like you said, the, the coach uh, has got things going. Um, people, I think the players are rallied around him. They do have, you know, with defense, Crosby is a real game wrecker. And, um, I mean, you know, I like Indianapolis. I'd be for them winning their division, but they've been up and down. And uh, just the way the, the Raiders have played the last few weeks, I wouldn't pick against them on this one. So, Oof, Okay. Uh, Chicago hosts Atlanta. Chicago's a favorite, Dad. We're starting to see Justin Fields turn some things around, maybe keeping his job in Chicago or at least setting himself up nicely for a, a good trade later on in the offseason. Um, I, I kind of like what Chicago is doing right now, and I don't trust Atlanta at all. How do you think that game goes? Well, I almost picked this one because, again, Chicago's at home. But, again, the Bears are not, you know, you, you, know, you don't know how that's going to go. And just when I thought the Falcons were totally going to go away, they haven't. So, again, that one scares me a little bit. You know, the Bears are not a strong enough dominant enough team, um, you know, to, to know that they're going to handle it and, um, they should win and be a good chance. They'd win at home. You know, they're not mathematically out of the playoffs yet, right. even though they're, um, pragmatically are, it would be a help to us, the Packers, if the bears won this one, there'd be no doubt about that. But, um, that one's, that one scared me. So I didn't pick it. Uh, the Kitty Cats play as well. Jacksonville hosting Carolina. Uh, Jacksonville at home, six and a half point favorites. I almost went Carolina in this game, Dad. I thought, well, maybe they can hold within six and a half the way Jacksonville's been playing. But again, just like the rest of the season, Jacksonville needs this game. So surely they'll beat Carolina, right? You would think so, but Carolina was one one two weeks ago, almost one one last week. Um, you know, Carolina's playing with a little more spunk. Um, Jacksonville ought to win it, but Jacksonville's really, really struggled. So, uh, yeah, this one scared me a little bit. Jacksonville ought to win, but um, we'll see. The Baker train keeps rolling in Tampa. They host New Orleans in a must-win game for both teams. Uh, Two-and-a-half-point favorites for the currently NFC South leading Tampa Bay Bucks. How do you think that one goes? Um. Like I said last week, I think New Orleans has got a chance to win this division. So this will be a, 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 a an interesting game. If the Bengals or if the Bucks are going to keep rolling, then you know they they ought to be able to to handle 
Um, New Orleans, but New Orleans is one of those teams you never know. You know, it looks like they're out of it, and then the next week, all of a sudden, they can kind of up and play well. I know they're not really stable in some ways a quarterback. Of course, they've got a defense, and um, this will be an interesting game to watch. Um, Tampa Bay should win this one. Well, like I said, for several weeks now, Tampa is going to win this division, and I need White and Evans to have massive games in the uh, fantasy championship game this weekend. And so I am all in on the Baker train and Tampa. Philadelphia, they need a win to stay uh, at the top of the NFC ranks. And they're hosting Arizona this week. Ten and a half points kept me from picking this game. But, Dad, Philadelphia, I think they get this, get things done against Arizona this week. Yeah, the, the spread was the only thing that kept me from picking this game. Um, you know, Philadelphia, they, they've got us. They've got to keep things stable there. Things are a little, a, a little, a little iffy. I've heard some criticism this week of the coach. You know, staying focused and everything. But uh, they've got the talent, definitely the talent over Arizona, and um, you know they they should win the division and have a good seed. But um, you know they they need to play well. So. Yeah, Arizona needs to lose. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the way it sets up for the Cardinals. They need this loss just as much as Philadelphia needs this win. San Francisco is on the road, 13 and a half point favorites over Washington. Um, I mean, I think they can cover that, but at the same time, it's a big number, so I stayed away from it. But again, San Francisco's looking for that number one seed, and they need a win this week to stay in that spot against Washington. It should be an easy win for San Francisco. Yes, and, and they probably can cover this, like you said, but it was a big spread. Um, but I, I I don't think they'll have any trouble with 13 and a half and probably, um, you know, they should have this game well under control um, and, you know, do well there. It was interesting with their loss so last week and, and Purdy kind of came back down to earth a little bit too, but uh, they shouldn't have any trouble with Washington. Yeah, uh, the Rams are on the road against the Giants. The Rams have been playing some really good football. Um, I, you know, I was on Nathan Nguyen's show, the backup to the backup, last week and talked about Matt Stafford should win comeback player of the year, even though DeMar Hamlin probably will. But DeMar Hamlin has three tackles on the year. I don't think that's deserving a comeback player of the year. I think Stafford has earned it. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, I think Stafford and the Rams beat the Giants this week. What about you? They should. Again, Giants can be one of those little bit of scary teams. And this is at New York, right? It is. Yeah. So that, that one scared me a little bit. But the Rams have played good football. Um, they've got a good shot to get in the playoffs. And they definitely need this one. And again, with Stafford, you know, you've got experience there. And you can see that in some of these older quarterbacks, um, you know, um, that, that it does make a difference. And um, so I, the Rams should win. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor, though, there in New York, he makes it a little bit more interesting than if it was Tommy DeVito. I like Taylor and what he can do for the Giants. Last game that we haven't covered yet, Dad, Denver and the Chargers. Denver's going with Jared Stidham. Um, they are the favorites. Of course, Easton Stick is the quarterback for the Chargers. Uh, what a sad day this, this game is. Um, Denver, Chargers, I don't know. Who wins this game, Dad? Um. Yeah, I mean it should be it should be Denver, but you don't know. And you know we've had a game or two every week that you really don't care about, and uh, this will be one of those. Don't think pay a lot of attention to that. I guess Denver is still in the playoff hunt, but they're not going to make the playoffs the way they're playing. 
And um, so, you know, we'll see. And the Chargers, you know, um, with the change in the coaching there, you know, they can rally a little bit. But, um, uh, yeah, not a very interesting game, and we'll see. Yeah, I, I won't. I will not turn on this game. I don't know that I'll check the score. I, I don't know. We'll see how it all breaks down. Um, and uh, and our buddy Kev is disappointed in Russ, embarrassing the Wilsons again. So uh, <laughs> I can understand that for sure. Uh, Dad, MVP race. I said last week on the show, um, the game Baltimore and San Francisco was going to determine the MVP. It, just like that, Lamar Jackson is now the favorite to win the MVP. I still think uh, McCaffrey has a chance to win it if he finishes out strong and Lamar stumbles in one of these last two weeks. I think Brock Purdy is now out of the conversation, uh, but it looks like it's Lamar's to to lose at this point. Um, how do you feel about the MVP race this year? Yeah, well, like you said, you know, last week was kind of set that up, and if that if that was the case, and Lamar's definitely you know got the upper hand right now. Um, and I think he will play well the last couple of games. Um, McCaffrey has had a fantastic year. And as far as you, know, I guess it depends what you want to call the most valuable player. Um, but as far as a valuable player to your team, you know, it'd be hard to argue Christian McCaffrey is not the one that, you know, carries them from the running back position. Um, but Lamar Jackson's had a great year too. So um, I, I do think it's come down um, to those two. I was looking um, today at, you know, different players they have, you know, ranked and odds, and really it's those two at the top. I mean, you've got Tua, but I don't think he's in the running there. I think Purdy, um, you know, dropped out of it. I don't think Dak Prescott is in it anymore. So um, I, I, I think it's those two. Yeah, so you got Lamar Jackson is minus 200. McCaffrey is plus 600. Josh Allen and Tua Tungavailoa are at plus 800. I brought up Tua the, uh, Friday on Nate Nguyen's show also. like He doesn't seem to be getting any respect in the MVP race this year. And, well, I mean, he's atop of the uh, AFC uh, East. He's towards the top of the AFC as a whole. I'm surprised he hadn't been getting more talked about. Now he's right there in third place with Josh Allen. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's Lamar's, but again, if he stumbles, even if they win, if he has a tough game, Christian McCaffrey's still going to score touchdowns. He's still going to run the football and he's still going to catch the football. There's yeah. a chance McCaffrey sneaks in here and steals this one from Lamar. Um, but he is in the lead right now. And I think rightfully so. I, I think that if, if, you know, I, I don't know, I think that he should get it at this point unless, and I, listen, last week I said McCaffrey over Purdy. I still think McCaffrey over Purdy, and so does everybody else. I'd love to see McCaffrey get it, but you know what's going to happen. Lamar's going to win MVP. McCaffrey's going to win Offensive Player of the Year, and that's how they're going to justify it all uh, when it's all said and done. Any closing thoughts on on the MVP race? No, I mean, I think it's going to come down to those two, and, you know, again, with just two games left, I don't believe um, they'll fall out of it, especially with the team's you know, San Francisco playing Washington this week and everything. So, and the voting, what is after the regular season ends? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to see. Okay. Any other thoughts before we transition into what 2024 is going to look like? 
Uh, no, like I said, it's been an exciting NFL season, and um, I'm sure the NFL's thrilled. The last two last two weeks are going to matter. Things aren't going to get straightened out this week for sure. Uh, it may get a little bit clearer, but um, you know it's going to go right into the last two weeks uh, there, and um, which is good for fans because there's a lot, a lot of you know fans. We can still be excited that there's a chance. So. Um, we will see, um, we'll see from there. And, um, yeah, we're anxious to hear about plans for next year for the sports stove podcast. All right. Well, let's start with concluding 2023. We want to thank all of our listeners this week. We surpassed 11,000 downloads, uh, on the year. And that's a mixture of YouTube and audio, um, downloads amidst the three shows that we do the sports stove, this, this show, uh, the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show and the Sports Stove Local Hour. Our top listened uh, episode of the year uh, was back in November. Um, uh, that that was titled "Craig Council is a Traitor." Um, so after Craig Council signed with the Chicago Cubs, um, the numbers have have gone slightly up since I did all the calculations. But we were at uh, just over 630 downloads between all platforms on that uh, that that show. Um, second place was the Thanksgiving episode that we did the day before Thanksgiving. Um, that was over 570 downloads. And then our, um, local hour, uh, had a show that was actually our second most, uh, downloaded program. And that was a recent episode as well. When we had EKU women's basketball player, Aliche Reconati and men's basketball player, Michael Moreno on the show had almost 600 downloads on that, that program as well. So, want to thank everybody for tuning in for your part in watching these programs, um, Facebook, YouTube, the audio versions on the podcast. Uh, greatly appreciative of, of you all listening, Belly Up Sports and their support of our program as well. And of course, uh, Righteous Felon and then locally IPM Pest and Termite and All Around Roofing all supporting the program as well. And actually going back into last season, which was uh, January to May, uh, we also had Mad Mushroom Pizza on locally um, too. So we had a lot of help this year getting to where we've gotten to, which we're ex extremely grateful for and excited for. So 2024, um, not a lot of change coming into this, but there is some uh, with it. First of all, uh, the Sports Stove Podcast, the original Sports Stove Podcast, the show you're listening to right now, will continue on every Wednesday night uh, covering the latest in the NFL, Major League Baseball, and we'll get into some college things as well, but heavy on the draft, heavy on baseball stuff as we get into it um, throughout the year as well. And we're looking forward to continuing this as well. We are going to add a new segment in 2024, and it'll come at the end of each episode on Wednesday nights. And it'll start in February when the NASCAR season begins. So I'm writing a series of articles on bellyupsports.com called Diary of a Revived NASCAR Fan. And I'll drop that throughout the year. And then with that, we're going to do a lot more NASCAR coverage, uh, the last segment of our show. And so we'll, we're will we going to change up the look a little bit. We'll bring in um, a guest with us. Here's what it's going to look like if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we'll flip up the, the backdrop a little bit. It's going to be great. Um, have a great time talking NASCAR, reviewing and previewing races throughout the year so we'll talk about that as the nascar season comes in then uh starting in january mid-january the sports stove fantasy baseball show returns with kevin wilson and myself 
And uh, looking forward to that show being back on the air. We're going to be doing rankings, uh, talking about Major League Baseball news and everything that goes in with that. It's going to be an absolute blast. Kevin, again, will be back with me. We'll be talking fantasy baseball and Major League Baseball news. That starts mid-January. That'll be on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. And then the local hour continues uh, for the sports stove as well. It's currently on Monday evenings. Um, that day could change uh, as we get into uh, post-February at the very least. But nonetheless, the local hour continues with strong support from Righteous Felon Jerky, IPM Pest and Termite, and All-Around Roofing. And, of course, EKU defensive lineman Ryan Jackson joins me for those as well and co-hosts those shows with me. And we'll continue to bring you the best coverage of EKU sports along the way and excited about what's going to be uh, with that. We talk to student athletes and or coaches every single week and uh, has been a great program and uh, appreciate all the support there for that one as well. So uh, 2024 rings some of the same, but a little bit of new as well. And we're going to do it with the help of Righteous Felon Jerky. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, to hear from Righteous Felon Jerky, and then when we come back, we'll conclude today's episode. Say hello to America's most wanted craft beef jerky. Over 15 flavors with all kinds of character. The number one jerky gift box and all-natural black Angus quality made right here in the U.S. of A. Taste the flavor revolution at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. That's RighteousFelon.com. Promo code STOVE15 at checkout. All right, that's going to do it for today's Sports Stove podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Go visit RighteousFelon.com. Use that code STOVE15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. We sure appreciate your support throughout the year. Thank you for tuning in. And until next year, we'll see you around the sports stove.